all right welcome to another episode of startup stories with cynthia uh, it's been a fantastic journey um you know walking through all the stories that we've you know listened and enjoyed together right in the last series we looked at tom's shoes you know three parts um series with a commentary um, episode as the icing on the cake um in you know from today basically we're going to be going through another series right we're going to be going through the entire journey of a startup founder right and this startup founder his name is mark Laurie. so we're going to learn about how you know mark Laurie took an idea guaranteed to losing money you know by selling diapers online yeah you heard me diapers actually <laughs> so the company was was called diapers.com and this company that he started diaper diapers.com was later sold to note a notable and powerful competitor named amazon but this sale was actually done in a very crazy way one in which mark wasn't really happy about however the story doesn't end there because after the sale mark went on to build a business that went head to head with amazon right and this new company that he started again got acquired by walmart for three billion dollars and that you know was actually a strategy to you know further will i say push his um, agenda his takeover agenda or you know the competition that he was raising against amazon it sounds like revenge right well we'll find out in this series but not only that we're going to be learning about a very shocking end yeah a shocking end at the end at the uh, end of the entire story so this was going to be a series that i'm pretty sure you don't want to miss out and don't forget at the end of the three-part series there's going to be a fantastic commentary episode where i'm going to invite someone um amazing to you know come on board to discuss the story remember the last one was gideon um gideon jayola showed up and it was a beautiful episode i'm still getting reviews from people who have uh, listened to it and have taken uh, you know incredible notes all right let's get straight into it Hello everyone, I'm Cynthia Ichisum and welcome to Startup Stories with Cynthia. This is where we talk about the real, relatable, inspiring and exciting journey of startup founders. So, let's get straight into it. So let, let's start from the beginning, right? Um, I mentioned that the name of the startup founder is Mark Lurie. Who is Mark Lurie? Where, where, where did this all begin, right? Where did this all begin? Okay. So Mark Lurie grew up in New Jersey and his dad ran a PC consulting company, like a computer consulting company. However, his mom was a bodybuilder. You know, just imagine your mom being a bodybuilder. I'm sure, you know, childhood, childhood, you know, uh, would be pretty much exciting, right? Having your mom, you know, as a bodybuilder. And, and that was the case for Mark, right? 
he had a pretty exciting you know childhood mainly because of the fact that um he would go with his mom from competition to competition as a bodybuilder she was so good that she could squat 350 pounds while weighing 110 pounds that's like over three times her size so that was pretty much the family and so early on he you know got into different kinds of businesses right in high school and one of them was selling baseball cards in high school and really how that worked you know selling baseball cards how that worked was because you know it's a case of okay they buy cases of baseball cards and then they will sort it out you know they will painstakingly sort them out in sets and then sell them again for premium right so it's pretty much that was how the business worked and he did this during the summertime however this was not the only thing that he did now this experience of selling baseball cards will actually come in handy later on in the years um to come okay so back to the story right this was not the only job or the only business he had he you know went from selling newspapers to mowing lawns to washing cars anything to just make an extra buck right you know while doing all of that you know there was still a lot of go- um chaos in a sense going on around him because he wasn't very good at school yeah he had a really um rough um experience like while growing up and that's mainly because of the fact that you know his parents were not having a good time together yeah they they fought a lot they got into arguments a lot and that pretty much affected him negatively and so he couldn't focus on school school was pretty tough um his parents married really young um he was pretty much the first person to actually get into college that's because his parents didn't get into college his dad was 20 his mother was 19 when they got together and few months after in less than a year they gave birth to mark so um they pretty much their highest level of education was high school right and so it was rough there was no one to really pay attention to his education she didn't pay attention in class right he was literally the class cl- clown and he didn't take school seriously because there was no repercussions there's pretty much nobody checking on him and that's because he, his parents didn't really have that experience or in a sense it, yeah they weren't really leaning towards that but a particular conversation with someone um in sophomore year actually changed things and so what happened was that the person you know and sh- you know asked me questions okay so where do you want to go to for college you know when you're done with high school so sophomore sophomore year is usually the second year of high school right so there's the freshman year there's the sophomore uh sophomore year right and so this was the second year in high school and someone was asking him that question and his response was oh i'm going to get into harvard <laughs> now think about it this is the class clown this is someone who's not paying attention and the guy says he wants to get into harvard So obviously there was obviously a loud laugh and that was what the person did the person laughed out um really loud and was like what do you mean you want to get into Harvard right there is no way in the world you're going to get into Harvard because you have to apply and then you have to get accepted so the moment the guy made that statement he was confused because he thought that you know all he had to do was say where he wanted to go to 
and that's it you know he just have to pay the school fees he didn't know that there was going to be this process of you know applying going for some interviews you know getting screened and all of that he thought it was going to be just a normal high school pick a school and then you're there <laughs> and definitely that left a huge mark on him and then it dawned on him that wow he would need to pick himself up up I mean, it seemed a little too late, but better than never, right? So after all that struggle, he got into Bucknell University in Pennsylvania, and he got in based on a track and field scholarship. Um, It was pretty much the only way he could get into school because his grades were really bad. However, he was a gifted athlete um, at that age. So that was why he was able to get the scholarship but even though he had gotten the scholarship he had to fulfill a major condition which is for you to stay on the scholarship you have to stay on the team and for you to you know stay on the team you have to stay on the scholarship and then for all of that to even happen you need to have your grades up and so that was basically what the coach was telling him that you need to focus on your education because your grades are really bad and your education is actually linked to you being on this team and doing you know incredible work for us and so you know that was the advice from his coach and so he made it better his coach and was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna get straight a's in my first semester and you're gonna train me you know to do incredible work and his coach laughed out and saying, that's, that's impossible. Like, have you, have you checked yourself? Like, have you seen your grades? And pretty much he got challenged by that laugh. And he, he did it. Yeah, he really did it. In his first semester, he got straight A's. And all, all that needed to happen was just for him to focus on his education and just read, right? And he got the straight, straight A's. So he studied business and economics in college. And at that time, he wasn't really thinking about anything in entrepreneurship. This was around 1993. That was when he graduated, right? So around 1993, he wasn't really thinking about entrepreneurship. He he didn't really think that, you know, you you could go into entrepreneurship full-time. I mean, think about it at that time, 1993. I'm not sure anybody was pretty much thinking about that, right, as a full-time um, job just the way it is viral right now in 2022 um, so in 1993 he got his first job at bank trust in new york and when he got into the bank he had a major goal one major goal basically from his experience his childhood he was like i'm gonna get the money right money became the drive he became a mercenary just pursuing money right he was the first to get to the office you know, last to leave, looking for everything that he could do to just make that extra money, make the money, right? And so within tw- seven years, he got to the uh, top position as the youngest executive, the youngest executive um, vice president at Samwa Bank, Samwa Bank, right? And at this time, he was 28. Yeah, he was 28 at that time. Um, but I mean, yes, you know 28 years old fired up in a young ex um, executive vice president of the huge bank but he's he wasn't he wasn't fulfilled yeah 
that was pretty much what interjected everything he wasn't fulfilled and now seven years after you know 1993 seven years so you're looking at 2000 and everybody knows what the year 2000 is right so pretty much at that same time when he wasn't really feeling that fulfillment he was also you know hearing and listening to the news hearing about what's going on with the dot-com thing and he wanted to get in on that action right and if you've been listening to me for uh, for a while now you know you know that i've mentioned you know what the dot com um what the dot com era was you know how it happened what influenced it if you want to get a piece of that just go back to my episode on evite i talked about it a lot i did a lot of explanation in that particular episode so that was pretty much it at that time and so he wanted to get in on the action you know he was in his he was in his late 20s right another time he was married he had a kid he was making half a million dollars a year right half a million dollars a year in salary but he still wasn't getting any form of fulfillment from from that and you know another reason though that you know really drove him to 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 um leave was the culture right um people weren't treated properly um they were condescending towards women they just had the wrong or would i say poor company culture and something was missing he he felt like if he kept going this way you know it it would be like a road to nowhere and so not too long after he dropped his resignation letter all right so fast forward to you know um you know after quitting his well-paying job he called on his friends Vinny and lax and these friends are not just ordinary friends they're like childhood friends as far as back as when he was 10 years old and you know he ran his baseball business so he was doing it with those guys at that time and so he called upon them and was like you know you know um i think we should get in on this dot com bubble i think we should start a business this was a nerve-wracking experience because imagine living a very stable job you have your wife you have a child and you're going on to do something as huge as this right um this this was this was pretty much nerve-wracking right and so they came together and was like okay let's do something and they came up with this idea remember the baseball card thing <laughs> yeah so they have pretty much very good experience and understanding about how that space worked and so they came up with the baseball card stock market right and so the baseball card stock market was pretty much a place where people buy and sell baseball cards based on the players you know and so the numbers will go up and down based on maybe a game that is going on or based on you know majorly based on the trade that is occurring on the platform so there there was indeed a, a huge market for this you know a mark it, it was more or less like a market place for sport players right and so this was something that you know um could work and so they they raised money yeah they did raise money i mean it was it was the dot com period right so people people could raise money so they raised uh five million dollars for 60 angel from 60 angel investors now why i said people could raise money because it was the dot com right everybody wanted in on the game you 
pretty much could you know bring up an any idea and if somebody can understand it then they probably even if they don't understand it <laughs> they probably throw money at it because everybody just wanted to uh, make sure that they get in on what was going on at that time it was really crazy right so at that time they got five million dollars from 60 people 60 angel investors wow that's, that sounds crazy right but yeah those guys invested and they invested because i mean they saw mark investing three hundred ninety thousand um dollars from his own account and that was all the money he had and, and he just invested everything into the business so they thought okay this guy could do it <laughs> we should probably give him our money because he 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 has everything to lose or in the case in this case right his life was pretty much on the line and so they launched this idea in the year 2000 and yeah it it, it was pretty much going very well um they got a lot of media attention and they also had customers right um they made money how did they make money they made money from the bid offer spread as well as the commission um on you know the tra- transaction that was going on there and it was going good right within the first 10 months of launching they were doing 10 million dollars in transaction revenue 10 million dollars in ta- transaction revenue right but yeah there's always that but right <laughs> but the nasdaq crashed right and the nasdaq crashing was pretty much the beginning of the dot-com bubble and this was just the wrong time for for it to happen to them because they needed to raise money they were running out of money and raising money was pretty much difficult because nobody was interested in giving out money again um investors that invested in businesses were interested in just getting their money out you know or trying to see how they can make uh be profitable right so it was it was pretty much hard and so they decided to sell the company right so they sold the company for 5.7 million dollars to a to uh to a company called tops right and this was pretty much by far the best performing startup on the portfolios of the angel investors i mean given the chaos that was going on at that time um you know the bubble right so people were losing money so imagine you investing the total investment was five million dollars and so they got like 5.7 so people got their money back plus a little bit of change on top so that was pretty much um what happened with that and so that phase ended and they started working for this company that bought them tops right so they they became employees of tops right and what happened was that they started working in different departments um you know lax was in different department um uh, mark was in different department vinny was in a different department Uh, mark on the on the other end was posted to whiskeys yeah a gaming company it's an arm of it's an arm and department of uh, of uh, of tops right so bought um tops bought a company called whiskeys and so they they acquired them and you know those guys were into like you know physical games like miniature figurines right so all the small um you know objects <laughs> figurines that people play with so that was what the company was about and so mark was posted there to work and so after working for two whole years 
after working for two years on a random day felt like a protocol son situation mark was you know rolling dice with some people and he just thought to himself that what what just happened like what happened to my life at the age of uh, 28 i was i was earning a lot of income right i was already high up there in the bank you know i was known you know we had a company that raised money you know now i am 32 and i'm rolling dice with with a bunch of people at this gaming company that i have no passion um for it was like a it was like a moment for him and then he said you know what i i can't continue to go like this this cannot be the way my life would end and so he decided to do something about it stay tuned so after that really interesting moment he called on his friend Benny and was like we need to brainstorm ideas we need to launch something um into the world right and so they sat together and began to like brainstorm a couple of ideas and one of the things they did was to go on google and search for words you know search for how many times people were searching for certain keywords so they would put they would come up with like a keyword like um biscuits right and then see how many times people are searching for the for the keyword biscuits right so we had we had about 8000 keywords <laughs> or more that they were just run running through and they discovered something profound they discovered that the word diapers was being searched um 200 times a month on google search and that was a crazy number especially at that time when google was still early on i mean think about it this was 2004 and you know it, it wasn't really possible for you to get diapers online in the year 2004 so he spoke to Venin and he said I think we have something I think we can actually start with this now you need to think about this deeply this is not really what I say the most amazing idea to you know think about shipping I am um, diapers to customers at the same price that people they were probably getting it at Walmart stores right so diapers Are quite affordable, like they're very cheap, right? And so his plan was to sell it at the same price to the same customers, right? But this time around, he was going to sell it online, and there was going to be an extra piece shipping. So you need to understand how bad an idea this is, um, so that you can get a bit of a context of why people were rejecting the idea. Diapers is one of the lowest leading products in any store, right? And that's because the competitors compete based on price. So they are willing to drive the prices really low with the hope that the customers who walk in, their target customers who walk into the store will get to buy other complimentary products um, that they need because anyone who is buying baby diapers will definitely need to buy some wipes, baby food, you know. powder and so on. So the idea is use this to draw them in because obviously you cannot do without diapers. So draw them in at a very incredible price. They see all the things that they like in the store, physical store and then they just dump it into the bas- basket, into the cart and and they they're off. And so they decided that they were going to go through that same route. But this time around, 
they were going to spend extra on building a web platform they were going to spend on advertising they were going to spend on shipping and you know so on and so forth but they knew that they had something they knew they were onto something that if they could create this same system online they could actually drive traffic to the platform and draw those customers to try on other products now every single person that they approached with this idea said it was a crazy idea because it it was like selling a dollar for 99 cents just think about that for a moment right one of the investors even said that right so it's like selling something at a particular price but for less you know and then spending so much to sell it for less right so if even the manufacturers of 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 the product of the diapers product said that they were they were not going to sell that directly to them because they felt like it was an absolute waste of time to form a partnership with a company like that you know if superstores you know are are even they're, they're able to survive because of the fact that they have a lot of all that other products right that they can jump on what makes you think that you would actually scale because you're just selling um diapers well would um, find out in the next episode if they were right or if they were wrong right it's it's been fun um learning about the beginning the early years of mark we're going to be learning about the later years or even the early years of diapers.com and what happened what transpired between diapers.com and amazon stay tuned so there you have it thank you so much for listening up to this point i'm really excited that you stayed all the way to this point where you're hearing my voice but don't just keep this to yourself share with community friends family startup founders that you know will really really need this and also send me a dm of how this has helped you or in what way you were blessed by it you can send me an email send me a vn i'll be really really excited to receive it all right there you have it i remain cynthia ichisum and this is startup stories with cynthia